If you weren't here last week, you know that Andrew started a series in 1 Peter. We're going to walk through that. And it's a series that actually eyeballs the culture in which we live. And I don't know how you would describe the culture in which we live at the moment, but quite often what God calls us to live and the way He calls us to live is certainly countercultural. And there's many facets to our current culture, but I know that some of the things in our current culture that can actually almost catch us by surprise if we're not careful because we're living in our current culture is things that a culture that would want to inspire us to accumulate, a culture that wants us to chase after pleasure and dreams and things that are comfortable and easy and and good for us. And, And while God wants us to really enjoy the world in which He created If that's what we're driving for, if that's what we're seeking, it's going to be a real challenge. What's interesting, though, in this culture of pursuing all these things that we think are good for us and adventurous and and will give us pleasure, sometimes our endurance really falls down and we find that our culture can't even stand up to the endurance it takes to actually pursue something like that. What's interesting, though, when we apply those kind of concepts to faith, we see something very different and very countercultural. Because we see this kind of pursuit in our culture for all these things. But then, I don't know what you see, I see this kind of piece that says, you know, if it's not working for me, I'm out. If it's not doing it for me, I'm just going to quit. If it gets too hard, that's it, I'm just going to give up. If we're not careful, if we apply that same kind of thinking to our faith, um, the enemy wins. We, We have an enemy that actually wants you and I to be distracted. We have an enemy that wants you and I to give up. We want, and it is an enemy that wants us to actually not pursue the mission that God has for us in his world. You see, there is this kind of call to pursue all these things, and, but Jesus is very clear. He actually says, you know what, in this world you will have trouble. But take heart, I've overcome the world. And so it's okay to actually want to have great things and great adventures and accumulate some things. There's nothing wrong with that. If that's what you're seeking first, that's an issue. If you're seeking God first, that's all okay. But we can't ignore the fact that Jesus says, you know, in this world you will have trouble. And I know that's not an inspiring message. I know it's not something that sets your world on fire. But I tell you what, the enemy wants us to know that there's trouble. Jesus says, yeah, that's right, there is trouble. Jesus wants you and I to endure in any kind of trial or temptation or suffering so that our faith is genuine and we inspire people and we're involved in the mission God has for us. The enemy just wants you to give up. The enemy wants you to go, it's just too hard. The enemy wants you to go, it's not worth it. The enemy wants you to say, actually, it's not really working for me, so I'm out. And so why don't we explore this countercultural way to live? Because I believe that God has a message for us this morning, and it's about you and I enduring through any circumstance, any trouble, any challenge, any suffering to actually stand strong in the faith that he's given us and to endure. And in that, we stay active in his mission, in his world, and our faith will inspire people. Here's the reading for today. It's in 1 Peter And I'm going to read some of that there. So 
off the back of Andrew's last message last week, so be truly glad. So we're a chosen people in God, so be truly glad. There is wonderful joy ahead, even though you must endure many trials for a little while. But these trials will show that your faith is genuine. It's being tested as the fire tests and purifies gold. And though your faith is far more precious than than mere gold. So when your faith remains strong through many trials, it will bring much praise and glory and honour on the day when Jesus Christ is revealed to the whole world. Now what's interesting there, it even says it it will bring you much praise. That's an interesting thought. See, God wants you to stand strong in any kind of trial And actually, when people see that you're doing that, people see that there's more going on in your life. Your love. Uh, You love him even though you've never seen him. And though you do not see him now, you trust him. And you will rejoice with a glorious, inexpressible joy. The reward for trusting him will be the salvation of your souls. Jesus says you'll have trouble. I don't know what your life is like. If you do a quick stock take of your life right now, what's going on? Is it just totally full of joy? Everything's sweet? Everything's under control? Or is it quite challenging? And I think for most people in the room, I would say that if we're honest with ourselves, if we're genuine, and really genuineness is one of the values of our church, and really that is being authentic with God and one another. And if we can just be the real deal for a moment and go, you know, sometimes life, in fact, quite often life, is really challenging. I don't know what it's like for you. There can be major financial challenges in life, major work challenges, major family challenges, relational challenges that really can, can be a really big deal in your world. There can be all kind of suffering that goes on and things that you have to stand through. There can be health challenges. There's challenges everywhere we look in life. And Jesus says, there is going to be challenges in this world. We live in a broken world. And God wants you to stand strong in all of that. You know, James goes on to say, you know, dear brother, when, when trials and troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. For you know that when your faith is tested... Your endurance has a chance to grow, so let it grow. And when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. I don't know about you, but I run away from challenges. I kind of don't want those kind of trials in my life. I don't want to suffer. I don't want temptations that kind of can get get under your skin. And I want to actually get away from that. But Jesus says, you know what, that's going to happen. Stand in the middle of it, trusting me the whole way. I will make you strong. You will endure. You know, your endurance as you stand through trials and temptations and suffering will speak volumes to the people around you. They will, they will see that there's a living God in you because the only, the only excuse that you can stand strong in any trial is that Jesus is with you. 
that his spirit is giving you the power to stand, that his spirit is giving you the power to endure and to keep going. You know, when that happens, there's a rejoicing. When there's a win of endurance, you can rejoice. And God's doing something deep in your character as a result. So we can rejoice too when we run into problems and trials. We know that they help us develop endurance. And endurance develops strength of character, and character strengthens our confident hope of salvation. I don't know what trials you've got going on at the moment. I don't know what challenges that you've got going on at the moment. But if you're genuine, it needs to be the real deal for the moment. Quite often we can just put on this mask and, how are you going? Yeah, everything's good, everything's okay. Life can be a real challenge. And Jesus is honest with you in that. But he just wants to set you up for a win. He wants to set you up to endure. He wants to set you up to stay strong. And to actually allow endurance to do something deep in you. Deeper than a character development that would never happen if you never went through any trial or any challenge. What challenges have you got where God just going, you know what? I want you to endure. I want you to stand strong. I'm with you in it. I'm with you. I can help you. He wants you to do that. What about temptations? We live in a world where there's so many distractions and so many temptations that that can derail our faith if we're not careful. Where God says, understand, understand you will have trouble, you will have temptations, I'm with you in all that. Actually, understand it and I'm with you, I'm with you in it. You know, some people, some people think that because I work as a pastor that I'm immune to temptation. Isn't that a bizarre thought? You know, we're all in this together. We all have temptations in our world that Jesus understands are going to be there in our flesh. And he says, I'm even in that with you in the middle of temptation. You know, I often encourage people, just stay in the wrestle of temptation. Stay in the wrestle that if you've got to pull some way or your flesh is calling you to do something, or you, you know what I mean. That you never give up in that space. You never give in and go, well, that's just the way I am and that's just the way I'm going to live. I think it's a real problem when we just kind of give ourselves over to some kind of temptation. We just allow that to, to reign in our life. Yet, as Christian people, we can stand in the middle of that and be strong. Sure, we're not going to win all the time, but Jesus is with you in every kind of temptation and he will give you a way out. And he wants to develop your endurance even when it comes to temptation. Check out this verse. The temptations in your life are no different from what others experience. And God is faithful. He will not allow the temptation be more than you can stand. And when you were tempted, he will show you a way out so that you can endure. You see, there's this common theme in the Bible that God is with you in every aspect of your life. And he wants you to endure to not give up, to keep going, to keep pursuing the life God has for you. And I love this concept that Jesus understands every weakness of ours. Jesus understands every weakness of yours. Jesus understands what's going on in your life. He understands how you feel. He understands the pull in your life in lots of different ways. He gets it because he's lived it. Yet he just didn't sin. It says because he was tempted in every way. We can think we're alone in our temptation. There's nothing unique to temptation. Everyone is in the same boat. 
even Jesus, yet he just had the endurance and the ability not to sin. But God understands he's with you and he wants you to endure. So can I encourage you? Because sometimes even temptation can lead to all kinds of addictions that can get set up in our life. If that's going on for you, stay in the wrestle. Stay in the place where you're in the middle of that and you know that Jesus is with you and he understands and he wants to call you to live a different way. And you can and you can endure and he'll do something deep in your spirit that would happen no other way than if you did endure. And when we say yes to that, knowing that God's grace is going to reign, God's victorious and he wants us to stay in there because here's the deal. The enemy wants you out of the mission of God. God's got you here for a purpose. He wants you active in the mission in his world, even in the mission of Coast Community, of actually partnering with Jesus to build up his church. God wants us active in that, and the enemy wants you out. He wants to actually pull you out. You stand strong in the middle of any trial, any suffering, any temptation. God's going to use you powerfully in the mission that he has in his world. Love this, God blesses those who patiently endure testing and temptation. So I don't know what's going on in your life right now, but I know that God's calling you to endure. God's calling you to stay strong. God's calling you to have a genuine faith. It's just a real deal. And you just talk about it like it is. You know, life is really challenging, but God's allowing me to endure. What would your life look like if you just stood in all the complexity and you endured, you kept going? Many of you are doing that already. But God can help you. What about suffering? What about suffering because you bear the name of Jesus? I like this passage. If you're insulted because you bear the name of Christ, you'll be blessed. For the glorious Spirit of God rests upon you. If you suffer forever, it must not be for murder, stealing, making trouble or prying in other people's business and affairs, but it is no shame to suffer for being a Christian. Praise God for the privilege of being called by his name. So if you're suffering in a manner that pleases God, keep on doing what is right. Trust your lives to the God who created you and he will never fail you. See, when we stay strong to who we are and what God's calling us to do, there can't be suffering that comes from that. God wants you to stand strong in the middle of that. You know what? There's been, there's been many a times when, in my life when there's been some aspect of my faith that has called me to make a decision with God and to stand in that decision and it hasn't been popular for those around me. Have you ever had that? When you know you've got to make a decision, God's calling you to make a decision, and you do that, and you suffer as a result of that. You know, there's, but there's been times, even times, even Andrew and I have been in times together where there's, we've, we've had to um, stand strong because of our faith in what God's calling us to do. And actually, in that, that can cause some suffering. And I know that Andrew and I were talking about one of these situations recently and both of us used the same language because it was quite significant and both of us kind of said almost out the same, but almost at the same time, but you know what? God is building a deeper resolve in our spirit. You know, when you, when you actually live a life of faith 
and you actually know that there's a decision that you're going to make and it's going to cause some suffering for you in some way and you stand in that and you trust God and you endure through that, he'll build a resolve in your spirit that can't happen any other way. He'll take your character deep. He'll bring your spiritual confidence to a whole new level. You know, there's people in my family that won't engage with me and my family because of my faith. That could hurt. But when you know that God's calling you to actually be a person of faith, when he's calling you to do something or to say no to something, and you know that God's calling you to do that because you've got a deep conviction, there can be some suffering around that because you bear the name of Jesus. But God does something so deep, so powerful in you, it can't happen any other way. And at the middle of all that is an endurance that God is calling you to live with. What would it look like if you had deep endurance under all circumstances? God will do a powerful work in you. Can I just look quickly at Jesus' life? Because Jesus, he had trials. He had temptations. Jesus obviously suffered. What was going on in his life? Check this out. Jesus had trials, and Jesus actually stayed strong and endured because he stayed true to who he was. See, it's key that you and I know who we are in Christ. You know, even before Jesus started his mission significantly in this world, he went into the temple of God, and people were using it as a marketplace. Do you remember that story? And he drove people out. He actually made a whip and actually chased people out of the temple and go, this is a place of prayer. Because he was passionate. And you know what? The religious leaders at the time couldn't cope with that and got stuck into him. You imagine they would, driving people out of a church. You're breaking Sabbath rules. You don't know what you're doing. Who do you think you are? You're calling yourself the son of God, making you equal with God. Yet Jesus knew who he was and he stood strong in his identity. You know, Jesus had temptations Remember, before he went into his public ministry, and if you're fairly new to church, I'd encourage you just to get stuck into God's word. Understand who Jesus was and what he did. He was led by the Spirit into the desert, and the enemy himself, the devil, tempted him significantly. He tempted Jesus to go, let me sustain you, not your father. Let me give you all the power that you want. Let me give you all the fame that you want. But Jesus stood strong. And you know what he did? He spoke out the word of God. He knew the word of God and he spoke it out. You want to endure in the middle of any kind of temptation, in the, in the middle of any kind of trial, you can actually know and speak out the word of God and it will bring an endurance to your spirit, an endurance to your faith. He's Jesus just before he starts his three years of ministry his public ministry, and the enemy wanted to take him out. Don't be fooled. The enemy wants to take you out of the mission of God. He wants to take you out of the purpose that he has for you. He's got a purpose for everyone, and he's gifted everyone for that purpose. He wants to take you out. And if we're not careful, we'll let him. God wants you and I to have an endurance in our spirit that is so strong that we know who we are in Christ we know God's word and we speak it out, especially when the enemy's trying to take us out. I, I know, I know the enemy on many different occasions is trying to take me out of doing what he's called me to do. 
He just does. But I'm prepared to be and to do what God's called me to do for as little as long as he wants. But the enemy wants to take us out. Jesus suffered. You look at the Garden of Gethsemane at the end of his three years of ministry before he went to the cross. And many of you know the story. If you don't, check it out. He was on his knees in the Garden of Gethsemane. And what did he say? God, is there any other way? But I want your will to be done. Now, there'll be times in your life, it could even be right now, it could be today, when you're going, God, this is just too much for me. Is there any other way? God, surely, surely there's going to be breakthrough. Is there any other way? You might be really suffering in lots of ways, especially because of your faith. God, is there any other way? Can I encourage you that as you continually choose God's will over your own, as you continually choose to seek first his kingdom and not your own, God will bring an endurance in your spirit to keep going. I don't know what God's called you to do. I'm not called out who God's called you to be. But I do know that in any kind of suffering, as we choose God's will over own. There's a power in that that is so significant, so deep, and it does something in your spirit that is eternal. It's lifelong. It builds you like nothing else. What's God trying to do in your life? Is there a way that you can actually choose his will over your own right now? What would that look like? I just wondered if the band come up, if we can remember what Jesus did at the moment, because it was significant. When Jesus gave his life for you, when Jesus suffered in a way that he embraced all of your sin, every part of it. When Jesus took that on himself, it was so significant for him that he was, talk about a genuine faith, Father, is there any other way? Can you take this cup away from me? Father, I choose your will. And Jesus gave his life for you. Jesus understands what it means to suffer. Jesus understands what it means to have all kinds of trials and people coming after him and people against him and people challenging him. He understands temptation. He understands suffering. And in all of that, the common theme one, Jesus knew who he was and he knew what his mission was and he said yes to that continually. And he had an endurance in his spirit that kept him going. And praise God, we can celebrate today that because of the endurance that Jesus had, you have a free life in God. You have a brand new life. You have a forgiven life. You have a life with a purpose and a life with a mission. You have an eternity in heaven. But God's got work for you to do here and now. You know, God wants you and I to have that kind of endurance in our spirit. I just wonder if we can take a moment. If I can get a few people just to hand out this communion today. Let's just take a cup and some bread to remember Jesus, his body and his blood given for you. But to know what it cost Jesus to do that. There was an endurance in his spirit that led him to the cross.
Let's remember Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, that you showed an endurance in your spirit that's inspiring to us today. Jesus, I thank you that that you kept going, that you kept your eyes on your Father, you trusted him, and you chose your Father's will over even even how hard that would have been for you in, in your humanness to give your life. And God, I thank you that today we can celebrate that because of that, that we have new life in you, a free life in you, a life of love, a life of confidence totally before you. Thank you, God. Lord, I pray, Lord, that the endurance that you showed us when you went to the cross, the endurance that you had in temptation and all kinds of trials that were before you as you lived in this world, Lord, I pray, Lord, that by the power of your Spirit that we would have that same kind of endurance and that we would continually know who we are in you, that we would actually say yes to your will over ours and keep our eyes on you, God. Lord, we'd stay in the wrestle and not give in and not give up. Thank you, God, that with you that's possible. So, Jesus, we thank you for your mission and how you accomplished that. And that the work of forgiveness is finished and we praise you for that, God. We embrace that this morning for ourselves personally. Praise you, Lord, in Jesus' name.